Are you 0-3 in fantasy football with half of your team injured and just want a brand new squad? Maybe Daily Fantasy Sports is for you. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this NFL season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive is awarded over $15 million in total. Use our promo code TEMPO, that's T-E-M-P-O, when you sign up today and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Now let's get into today's podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the High Tempo Sports Podcast, episode 157. Today, we are back for the weekly special. While we're here, you just listen to our Thrive promo. Go to Thrive, download their app, use our promo code TEMPO. Uh, they'll match your first deposit up to $100. It's like free money, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like It's like a multiplier in real life, so <laughs> just use it. I mean, I don't get why you wouldn't. Yeah, it's a real-life cheat code. And while you're at it, go check out our last Fast Break episode where we went through and filled out our own. Uh, that was a ton of fun. Yeah. We had a lot of fun doing all the pick We pretty much filled out the contest that you could have entered this past weekend. You could have missed out on $25,000 literally just to use our promo code like come on it's just so easy and if you used our promo code last week and put in $25 guess what you got a free $25 to enter this week's yes, contest you do. so it's just it's just makes no sense if you're going to download the app use our code um yeah go check out that video we're going to be going through the results of that today um but yeah we're back for a regular episode today um no fast break this week we are going to do our top 25 players in the NBA will be the next one um should we talk about yeah, the, the we Jeopardy? Might as well. I, <laughs> or, I might as well okay, talk about ahead. it. So uh, yesterday we filmed a Jeopardy episode, and it was with it's Jack back. and Jimmy. Uh, really, you know, hammering away the it's back factor. Uh, we do the whole episode. You know, it went great. Uh, you know, we're going to reel. Jimmy won. Jimmy won the whole thing. Jack has been dethroned. Uh, you guys <laughs> will never hear how it happened. <laughs> I forgot to hit record, and we did the entire episode. <laughs> without it recording just got the phone audio and it was pretty upsetting is the phone audio it's pretty bad it's right? pretty okay, terrible I, just, I didn't know if it would be worse yeah, uploading. i tried not, it and yeah. i was just like no it's just not gonna work yeah. uh it, it, it was pretty upsetting and it was like totally my fault and i felt i felt terrible about it <laughs> but uh there's nothing we can do we it's gotta keep right. rolling yep uh, the show goes on so. yeah so next episode of jeopardy which will be coming next week or you know Whatever, soon yeah uh, i'll be the host i'm gonna make the board uh, and we're going to get on that because we want to start pumping yeah. those out. And, those you know, we, really we had well. spent a while since we've done Jeopardy uh, season two. We did the first two episodes months ago, and we realized, like, those are some of our most viewed, uh, especially on the actual audio version. Mm-hmm. Those are some of our most downloaded episodes. We got to bring that back. So we did episode three. Um, so the next episode you will hear will be episode four uh, with me, Jimmy, and somebody else. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. But so, yeah, Jeopardy is coming back. Um, episode four will be the next one you hear. Are we pretty much good to hop into it now? Is there anything else? We can go follow us on TikTok, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. Keep supporting, like, man. Like everything. Yeah, yeah just things, go do it. Things have been going well. Uh, shout out all of you guys. They're, we're the only reason. Mm-hmm. You, eh, you guys are the only reasons we do this. Yeah, and we've been getting a lot of comments on YouTube lately. Uh, so I wore some shoes today because somebody said 
they are like mad, not mad, but like they want us to wear, they want us to show off our drippy shoes in the videos. So I got the slips on today. Yeah, those are drippy. That's that's the first <laughs> it was just, word. I that thought came that was so mind. funny because one of the comments was like, "You guys should really like rock shoes in the in the videos." Like, I feel like you guys got some sick shoes. <laughs> and it's just uh, all right, like, <laughs> but like I don't have sick shoes, and I'm not gonna wear them on the on the furniture we are like, in, we are in your house this is where you live <laughs> exactly like, I mean, you know, we can like i don't really yeah. care but how often do you wear your shoes past the doorway into somebody's house not often <laughs> not rarely <laughs> exactly all right let's get into <laughs> it though um first thing we're going to talk about is college football once again to no surprise michigan state loses a football game they lost to maryland did not cover the spread either they were uh seven point underdogs Big L, Michigan State sucks. You know, like, will they ever win another game? The answer is no. Um, But good news is they will actually be winning this weekend because me and Jake will be going to the game, and we are going to bring the good energy that MSU needs to upset Ohio State. Yeah, you guys are going to come with the the good energy, like you said, and that's what Michigan State needs to win, I think. We need that. that. We need a lot more than that, but I think that is like the main thing that they need. Yeah, I I totally agree. Not good defensive players, (laughs) not, you know, a new head coach or whatever. No, no, no. Listen, (laughs) all the Tuck coming memes and Tuck going or whatever, Tuck fired. Yep. One word, we can't do that. The dude signed a $95 million guaranteed uh, contract, so like it would just make zero sense for us to do that. Two, I mean, it's look, we are having a bad season. Our Half of our defense, actually about seven of our day one starters were injured in the last game defensively. Um, it's still no excuse. Like We still suck. Like the, the a staff good needs The staff needs to be switched yeah, up. Yeah, that's a great offense, though. There's no doubt about it. I mean, yeah. look what they did against Michigan. They competed. Exactly. Like, in... And not giving any credit to Michigan State, like they are, they've been really poor so far this year. But we just need to make some staff changes that aren't Mel Tucker, and just just play it out. I mean, mm-hmm. this is just we're four games in or five games in or whatever. The season is over, obviously, but like we just need we need a little more than this. You know, a lot has happened this year so far negatively that I, I'm not ready to just give up on Mel Tucker already. Oh yeah, for sure. And you can't, he, he's done too much for the school as an, even just like your guys' swag levels yeah. have increased a ton. And since he's, he's the been best there. recruit. He's better yeah. than D'Antonio was at recruiting and mm-hmm. only his third year at Michigan state. We're still bringing in recruits with the poor start yeah. so far. So there's no reason to get rid of him other than the fact that we suck. Obviously yeah. that doesn't help, but I don't think if you fire him and bring in a new guy, anything it won't be changes. better. No, absolutely not. And, and at this point, it's about salvaging the season to make it look respectable and mm-hmm. have some respectable games, some maybe a big win. You know, you, you still play Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. Hopefully, you know, two of those are big wins and one of them's a Even blowout loss. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, you're you're now setting up for future recruits to mm-hmm. see what you guys are able to do and where you guys go from here. Cause exactly. That, those recruiting classes, they're, they're, they're great right yet. now. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you, you got to build for when they're there. What, what What's it going to look like for when they're there? You need to get that set up. Yeah, and so, yeah, if you're going to be at the Michigan State game this weekend, come see me and Jake. Maybe we'll do a little interview thing, like, around the tailgating area. You might Maybe. as well. Maybe, like, we'll see, we'll see how we're, how the vibes are, I guess, there. You yeah, know, just we'll check out it. the vibes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'll just give them a quick <laughs> so, look, like, oh, yeah, these look like interview vibes. My, right my aunt is, like... I don't know how old she is. I don't want to place an age. She's old, too old to be using the word vibes all the time. <laughs> and she's got my mom doing it. 
same my, vibes. Yeah, my mom said something about the the vibes were off the other day, and I <laughs> I I kind of looked at her. And I, I was pretty upset like, instantly. <laughs> it was just like, oh, you don't that's say just, that. That's just wrong. <laughs> I don't even. Funny. I don't even say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, other college football talk. Not a lot. Georgia is no longer number one. Alabama takes over. Um, after Georgia's been kind, I mean, they didn't lose, but almost lost to Missouri. And the week before, they kind of struggled against Kent State. So slow start for Georgia. We'll see if they end up picking it up. Michigan, like they got a big time win at Iowa. It was a pretty dominant win. Yeah, it was a big time win in the sense of the history of what's been going on in in Iowa. Yeah. You know, five out of the last six top five teams that have played there have lost, mm-hmm. which is just that's a crazy stat. Yeah. First off, but that Iowa's crazy, terrible. Yeah. Their offense is just terrible. Yeah, they, Iowa looked really bad. They the looked so bad, and Blake Corum is still a monster. Uh, JJ played solid. Uh, the thing, my takeaway from this game is. JJ interviews so well. Yeah, he does. He is Mm -hmm. so good at interviews. After the game, he's just hyping up his whole team, blah, blah, blah. He didn't play. I mean, he played really well. He played well. Uh, No mistakes, really. Uh, Super excited. Uh, This game was fun. It was just a good win. Yeah, and it's a a relieving win, you know, because, I mean, I would say that this was not Michigan's first true test, but, like, this was their first game on the road, you know, and it's at, at a place where, like you said, the success hasn't really been there for top teams in recent history. So for them to come out, really dominate this game, didn't even show a glimpse of mm-hmm. Iowa winning, uh, was pretty huge. And Blake Corum, like he's like in, the, he's got to be so far in Heisman talk. I mean, like he has been ridiculous yeah, so far to start this year. I still love this Michigan team. They are carrying the fu energy that last year's team mm-hmm. had. And it seems to be where we thrive is in that, you know, we're, we're just better than you and we know it. Yeah. Uh, they came out at the start of the game. They're waving around the pink towels. Yeah. I, I didn't that. know this or know why they were doing it. The locker room, do you know the Iowa away locker room is all pink? Oh, really? Like they do it intentionally no, to try that. to mess with you. <laughs> Michigan was like, eh, we'll embrace it. We'll beat you waving pink towels. Yeah, that's cool. And it's just, I, I love that stuff mm. that Michigan does. You know, jump around at Wisconsin last year was the turning point of our entire season. I just love the energy that Michigan football has been playing with. It's it's the same thing that uh, we've said for about the Lions for so long. Michigan used to play scared to lose. Now we're playing to dominate every mm-hmm. game, knowing that we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love that. Um, like you said, Blake Corum's just been unreal to start. Yeah, the he's season. been ridiculous. I mean, it's just like it's given me Kenneth Walker vibes, obviously, but like obviously they're different players. Yeah. But so far like he's he's been that good he's so. just so dominant his ability to make cuts in I open space again. i just realized you did you did his his ability to make cuts in open space the one where he froze that linebacker oh, I know, dude that was disgusting he also just has like the world's biggest quads ever <laughs> i mean obviously the fact that he's like five six or whatever like makes them look even bigger than they are but like Jesus, dude! Like you're not tackling that. <laughs> no, guy. no way. He's a monster. Yeah. And that linebacker was, I think, supposed was a projected All American this year. Really? <laughs> he just embarrassed them. <laughs> that's funny. Um. So that's pretty much it for college football. Like I said, we'll have more to talk about next week. Michigan takes on Indiana next, and obviously Michigan State takes on Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Big time upset coming. Just, just so you know, like I, I called it. Like so. the biggest ever. Yeah. Like, we are putting the world on. That's what I was talking about. We're setting it up. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Oh, State sucks. Oh, our defense so bad. Ohio State's going to kill us. Nope. That's when we come out and actually dominate this game. And, I okay, like, realistically, though, 
I do think like this game is going to be closer than people think. Like I, I just like I don't have any proof to back it up. I just got that feeling. Like we're but, not going to get killed by sixty. I don't think. Yeah, uh, if you believe you have a group of dogs. A group of dogs don't get blown out no. like that against, you know, they, they're going to step up and play better. Exactly. And you believe you've got a group of as dogs. As long as we pack the woodshed and keep chopping, it's easy W against Ohio yeah, State. What do they say? A hungry dog runs faster. Hungry I don't do- know. Hungry dogs run faster. Is that what they say? Yeah, that's what they say. Who's H- they? I don't know. I saw, <laughs> yeah, I saw the quote somewhere. I'm going right. to start using it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about preseason basketball. Last night, the Detroit Pistons made their first preseason game against the New York Knicks. And guess what? Nationally televised on TNT, you're thinking, wow, the Pistons national TV preseason? They're going to be on TV all season. Nope. That's their only national televised game all season. Why? And it's preseason. Why are they disrespecting We had one them? last year. We like, have two top five picks playing. Yeah. If any other team did that, they're getting five. And one of them is Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Like, like, It's not just a top five pick. Like, Yeah. The dude is him. Like, how many do the Rockets have this year? That's the question. Sure. Probably not a lot. They probably don't have much either. But, if they, but they, any, they probably have one. If they have any more than the Pistons, it's too much. Yeah. The Pistons true. are better. They're more fun to watch. The Pistons do have plenty of games on NBA TV this year, but those don't count. And not everyone can watch NBA TV. Um, but yeah, last night they played the Knicks. It was a, it was ugly. The Knicks definitely mm-hmm. uh, blew us out. It was closer in the first half. But it's preseason. Like, yeah. Jaden Ivey on in with 16 is awesome. That's just really good to see. Yeah, Ivey was points. playing very aggressive, attacking the hoop well. Cade didn't play great, but, like, he wasn't really playing very aggressive anyways. Like, the shots he made were nice shots. Um, Sadiq Bey didn't play great either. Isaiah Livers was cashing out. He was going off. He's money. Like, yeah. he will be a good player in this mm-hmm. league. He just does everything well. That you need a role player to do. He shoots threes and he plays defense. Exactly. Uh, and working with Cade Cunningham is the best situation for him. Mm-hmm. Cade is just and like you said with Cade uh, not playing great. I feel like he's a player who like turns it on. You know he can yeah. he can coast, but when he turns it on, you can tell. Oh yeah, just by 100%. watching it. Oh, you're you're definitely right with that. He definitely you know when he. T- I mean his big games last year, you could really see that difference in him. We need that aggressiveness all year this year, mm-hmm. obviously. And the big thing with Kate is to limit the turnovers. You know, last year he was, I think, fifth in the entire league in turnovers. Um, so obviously he needs to, to limit those this year. But having having Jaden Ivey, I think, will take some pressure off of him this year. A couple other things. I think the acquisition of Bojan just through this first game um, is great. It, just the spacing that it provides the starters is phenomenal. But what sucks is that the bench unit spacing that they were running last night, at least, I don't know what their plan is because Alec Burks is currently out. Uh, but they're running the bench lineup of Corey Joe, Killian Hayes at the same time. Don't really know why. Um, Isaiah Livers, Marvin Bagley, Jalen Durant. I thought Killian started. He didn't start. He was like, they, they leaked the starters, but he didn't start. Oh, I, I got started. you. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that was the bench five. And it's just like, Livers that, is legit. The I mean, like yeah. Corey Joe can shoot, but like, I don't, I don't expect, I don't know what the 10 man rotation is going to be coming into the year because... Burks was out, but like Noel didn't play. But I don't know. That was probably just because preseason. Diallo didn't play. Um, I would love to see uh, Corey Joe. Like actually, like I I do like Corey Joe, but I think it's it'd be good. I don't see it happening. I'd love for him to fall out of the rotation. Yeah, for the backcourt at to least be to start the year. Yeah, Killian, Cade, and Jaden Ivey. Those mm-hmm. are the guys who need minutes. Those are guys who are going to improve, and we hope to be future parts. And if Corey Joe is playing, that Killian's not going to get a lot of time. Yeah, it's just really tough for him to play with 
Corey Jaw on the floor. Yeah, too. exactly. And Killian Hayes, I was going to wait to talk to him to the end, but let's talk about him right now. Just in this first preseason game, he is looking different so mm-hmm. far. He That's- definitely played very aggressive. Took a lot of shots. Hit. Took a lot of like mid-range pull-up shots. Took a couple threes. He hit one. He played well. He played, and obviously the passing was still there, and the good defense was there. But the aggressiveness was definitely an an outlier, outlier mm-hmm. like from this game because it's something that we've been pushing for killing. You know, like he really doesn't attack the hoop strong. Like he he always is looking to kick it out when he's attacking the hoop. Like he was looking to score the ball first last night which is a great sign going forward because he was scoring the ball well. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. That's Like you said, it's the next step for these Pistons, especially these young Pistons. Mm-hmm. We The young players have to continue to improve. If they just keep looking like young guys who need to develop, you never put yourself in a position to win. You know, we can't have a ton of Sekou Doombayas out there <laughs> uh, trying to just get better every day. Uh, I'm really excited for this Pistons season. I didn't get to watch a lot of the game, mm-hmm. but all the Twitter was like, holy moly, Killian Hayes looks yeah. really, really good. He played really well. His and jump shot, apparently, yeah, looks it, great. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, like it's it definitely, it, it, he definitely changed his jump shot, at least off the catch it looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, and another big thing was Jalen Dern. Uh, had 10 rebounds off the bench, didn't even play like a crazy amount. He looks like he honestly should be fighting for that starting center spot because as much as I love Beef Stew, the starting lineup is really undersized. Obviously, Bojan is your stretch four. You know, he's not really, he's like a three, traditional three, now plays the four. Um, Beef Stew is a six foot eight center that, yes, he plays well, but I think if we, if he is becoming this stretch the floor guy, like shooting, because he shot like three or four threes in this game, you got to play him at the four. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he, I don't think he can start at the five this year. The, the lineup is Mitchell Robinson was just like dominating, and it's just like, Imagine what Joel Embiid or somebody does. It's not like Beef Stew plays bad defense. It's just we're just small out there on the court inside. So maybe you look to start Jalen Duran or Marvin Bagley along Isaiah Stewart, but I don't know if that means you push somebody to the bench. Maybe Isaiah Stewart just comes off the bench. You know, like I don't know what the plan is there, but I don't think that starting five is the set starting five. Yeah, I really, and I love, I like love Bojan to be the starting four, but it does kind of suck to, it limits Beef Stew in a little bit because Bojan has to play. He is yeah, he too has to good. Start. Yeah, he, I mean, he's he probably is, our second best player. Like. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And which really sucks because I wanted to see Stew get as many four minutes as possible this year. And it just doesn't look like there's going to be a ton of time for him to do that. Right. But I think that's where he goes as a future NBA player. Like you said, he can't really guard the big fives. He's just not big enough, mm-hmm. and the rebounding becomes an issue. But now you stick Jalen Dern, who is also he's not huge. He's he's definitely he's pretty big. big. He's, he's pretty bigger. big, and, yeah, and like actual like mass, yeah, and weight. He's huge. But you put those two together, and you have a great defensive front court, mm-hmm. uh, and and they can move well, they can switch well, and that's where this team. I think that's where the future goes from here. I agree. very Raptors ask where we just switch everything, exactly. play great defense. Because Isaiah Stewart Everybody's was one of the best long. switching big men in the league last year. Yeah, for good reason. You watch him, and his feet are unbelievable mm-hmm. for how big he I mean, he's not that big. He's, he is a he's four. He's a big human. Yeah, Obviously, a, his height, he's not the tallest guy He's ever, the size but. of a four in yeah. the NBA who plays the five. Exactly, yeah. So, so we'll see what happens with the rest of this Pistons sure. team. Uh, we have a few more preseason games going forward. But, yeah, Jaden Ivey definitely was the highlight of this game. He had a really good uh, debut in his career. Hopefully we can get a win in preseason, but it's not that big of a deal. Uh, season starts actually two weeks from today is the Pistons' very first game of the year. Uh, really excited for that. We got to go to a Pistons game this oh, year. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We missed. We were out talking last about year. going to the 
to the first game, but we don't have to go to the first game. But yeah, we definitely definitely got it. Maybe in the middle of the year. I mean, we we're go- yeah. when are we going to the Lions game? Um, I don't want to go to them next to each December, other. December, I think. Yeah, I'd rather go later. Yeah, I but, mean, we can go to more than one Pistons game. Like the tickets aren't going to be crazy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so we go to those Saturday night Pistons games. Yeah, then spend some time in Detroit. Spend the day. Go get some lunch. Mm-hmm. Lunch in Detroit. <laughs> mm. Exactly. We could try Eminem's Spaghetti Shop. Oh yeah, is that is that still exist? I think so. Unless yeah. it was like a pop up shop, which yeah, it could have been. I'm not sure. But Mom's Spaghetti, we got to try that. <laughs> exactly. Um, one quick thing: the Detroit Tigers season is ending today. It's game one sixty-two. Aaron Judge did hit his sixty-second homer to become the all-time leader in the American League for single-season homers. And baseball playoffs is starting uh, this later this week. So I was talking to Barry Hill. I feel like I should get Barry Hill on and have a fast break episode where we just talk about the Tigers off-season. Like, That's what do the Tigers got to do? That's not a bad idea yeah, cause because I'm not good at that. Right, and like, like I'm not, no offense, but it's just like, I'm not going to sit here and talk Tigers with you, and you're yeah. just going to like, oh, nah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 you think so, you know? like <laughs> So, and, and me and Barry Hill were talking about the Tigers the other day for like 20 minutes, and I was just like, we should just do that on the podcast. Just like, what? What do the Tigers do this off season? Because it's a big off season, brand new GM and everything. So mm-hmm. we went we went through it the other day. I can name like six or seven Tigers players. That's pretty good for where I started. Yeah, that's it is. that's pretty it's good. Pretty good. It's pretty uh, good. I could only do name, it right now. Okay, let's go. Torque. Yep. Riley Green. Yep. Javi Baez. Yep. Willie Castro. Yep. I'm not gonna. <laughs> that's remember a funny the, one to know. I'm not gonna know the other Castro. I don't know his other name. His yeah. first name. Uh. <laughs> I almost just said Phil Coke. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, the dude that looks like Phil Coke. Uh, You're forgetting like the most notable Tiger. That isn't Javi Bias. Yes. Oh, the third baseman. No. Uh. Anyways. Famous Tiger. Oh yeah, Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> uh, Tucker go. Barnhart. Okay. Okay. It's uh, six. Why can't I think of the dude who made the All Star game? The third is it third baseman? Uh, no, he didn't make the All Star game. But there, you probably should know the third baseman. Eh, you you probably won't remember his name. Mm-hmm. It's pretty tough. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other closer. Cast, was the guy who made the All Star game? Oh, oh, oh! I don't know who that you is, know who so. he is. Yeah, and that's why we did it the <laughs> other day. So how many am I at? Six. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, but you said six or seven, so you got to get seven. Uh, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> who is a pitcher? We I don't know. Yeah, pitcher. you haven't named a single pitcher. Uh, the pitching staff is definitely not, you know, crazy notable. I know another outfielder is the issue. I'm going to go with the easy one, Akil Badu. There you go. There you Let's go. go. Let's Give seven. me that. There you go. Uh, Gregory Soto was our yes. Oh my Closer. word! And other Castro. Uh, Harold Castro. Harold. I couldn't get the the guy the the bad Castro out of my head. <laughs> He's not bad. They're both no, like no. Solid. I mean, like the the oh. Castro who did a lot of bad things. Yes, I understand. <laughs> I thought you were calling one of them bad. Yeah. No. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, Fidel. We can say that, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's not like the, I don't know. Actually, I, have I don't no know. No idea. <laughs> um, didn't want to take the chance, but you did. Thing I had to say. Oh yeah, the Tigers like won like 11 out of their last 13 uh, going into the doubleheader yesterday. They're like the hottest team in baseball. That's great. pointless. Great you know, for like, a non-playoff team. Uh, exactly. Uh, but I guess the MLB draft isn't all about just like getting the first pick or anything it's not that big of a deal so the new york mets with the biggest blown lead yeah, ever choked the 10 and a half game lead the atlanta braves win the nl east uh frank is absolutely livid from it's my Barstool. favorite video he ever is now. so mad i mean like it's just unreal is he the he is. funniest person ever <laughs> like seriously i do love his pat like a lot of people are like 
hating on him because like, dude, this is this is sad. This is a grown like, dude. I'm on the exact opposite of that. I I'm the a very passionate sports yeah. fan. I get emotional during the Lions games. You know, yeah. I understand what he's going through. You know, because the Mets they that's what they do. They don't that they blow leads. You know, like they're a meme organization mm-hmm. and uh, it's. And I totally agree with you. I hate when people make fun of the passionate person. Yeah, me too. Because passion is what makes things so great. Mm-hmm. You know, without passion, we don't have the Apple iPhone. <laughs> Steve Jobs ain't passionate about that shit. <laughs> I guess you're right. Uh, but, like, I love where he's just like, my teams never win. And he's, like, biting on whatever he's <laughs> yeah, biting on. My teams always stink. You shut. And he's, like, telling everybody to shut yeah. up. Your teams win. And dudes are throwing on Mets hoodies in front of his face oh, or yeah. Braves hoodies. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he's talking shit to everyone else, like, you have every right to go back at him. But... I haven't been watching his Madden series, but the other day. I just see the clips yeah, of it. Yeah, the other day, the clips of the dude was like, yeah, you're just, you're a lot like blah 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 and it was a Mets player and he just keeps getting mad at the dude <laughs> keeps giving like quit comparing me to those players <laughs> and it's funny because like the Mets are still in the playoffs like he, they're in the wild card he just does not like he he doesn't think they're gonna win so <laughs> he's something about seven they're gonna lose 76 to zero in every game <laughs> in the playoffs we'll see what happens but yeah MLB playoffs do start later this week so and I'm actually really excited because MLB playoffs are some of the best playoff series um, should have packed stadiums now once again. So it's going to be pretty exciting to see yeah, how that goes got, down. You, when there's a big game, you got to let me know. I got to make sure I watch like, at least the Well, big all games. the wild card games are huge because it's like win or go home. So. Is, are the, I thought there were three games. I think series. they are best. Well, because they changed the playoffs this year. They added a sixth team for each league. So gotcha. I, I think the wild card might be best two out of three, but I, I can't remember, honestly. That's awesome. It that used is. to just be one game. but And that's crazy. Yeah. Because those games are always like balls to the wall, mm-hmm. like, and they're good teams. Yeah, in the exactly. Wild card game. Yeah, really so good. Not teams. many teams make the playoffs. So, all right, um, let's talk about one more thing before we get into NFL Week Four results. Last night, the number one rated prospect in basketball, maybe ever, Victor Wembanyama, took on Scoot Henderson and the G League Ignite, and it was a showdown. Mm. I mean, I watched this game. Um, I watched the Pistons and then I like got an ESPN notification that was like Victor Wembanyama's taking on Scoot Henderson. I'm like, holy shit! Like I didn't even know that. And I watched the whole game. It was crazy. Like it actually was a like exciting showdown of a game. Yeah, I got to see all the clips and oh my god, these two guys are legit. <laughs> yeah, but Victor Wembanyama is just the most amazing prospect. I've ever seen. He's he has to be. He, he his, none of this is an overreaction. Either. No, like it's it's not. He's really that good. Like he, I, I do believe he's the greatest prospect in basketball history. At seven foot, they think he's seven five now. He's listed at seven three. <laughs> yeah, he has the he he has a jump shot that's prettier than Kevin Durant. Literally, like it is the prettiest jump shot for a big man I've ever seen. He's got insane footwork. He's a great defender around the rim. Mm. He is just so unreal, and and Scoot Henderson is too, no doubt about it. Scoot oh, yeah. Henderson looks elite. He looks like in a like a number one pick in any other yeah. draft type he, guy. He can really score the ball. His pace is great. His playmaking is crazy too. Yeah. I mean, he was making some phenomenal passes last night. Everything I was watching, he never looked super sped up. I mean, obviously, I'm watching the highlights, but he looked like he had really good control and body control. <laughs> but I mean, you just can't outshine a guy like Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. And, like, in that game last night, like, it was definitely coming into the game, it was expected that Scoot Henderson would put up the better, you know, stats because Victor Wembanyama is, like, I mean, they try to shut him down, obviously, and he's not, a, like, a ball hog. Scoot Henderson has the ball almost every play. So, mm-hmm. 
Um, but G League Ignite got off to a great lead. Scoot Henderson was playing pretty well. Victor was like, you know, playing well, but wasn't being very aggressive. Didn't shoot the ball very much. G League gets up to like a 20 point lead and it's start of the third quarter. And Wembenyama's like, I've had enough. Like, I got to start taking over. He's touching the ball every play, taking a step back three. Like this one three, he did a dribble move, like like a jab step into a dribble. And then between the legs, step back three, he missed it. But like they showed the replay of it like eight times just because like literally the broadcasters were like, how does he like do, how does he move like this and get this shot off looking so clean? And he, he barely, or he got fouled on it actually, but Victor starts going off, hitting transition, pull up threes, and they ended up coming back. G League Ignite did end up winning the game, but just it, and it was a good game too. That was the fun part about it because these two guys, you know, they don't have beef or anything. But it's this is could be a rivalry mm-hmm. going into the NBA draft. These look like the top two prospects. So yeah, and the quote that came out after the game from Victor Wembanyama, who yeah. knows how Victor Wembanyama is it Yama or Yama? I think it's Yama, but like Yama. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, you know who knows what he like really was trying to say. He spoke yeah. in French. Mm-hmm. He's literally he's just French, so that was translated. Uh, but he is just so special. But I had a question for you: Was that like? Is that does he play for like an adult professional team? Yeah, yeah, that's a French national, not national team, but like in the in French, the French league, French, or I think it's in the Spanish league actually. But okay. um, but all but he's a French player. Yes, I'm pretty gotcha. sure it is the in Spain though. Gotcha. Or it's in another country other than. But it's France. not like their U18 team. No, it's no, their like adult men. Yeah, like men there's team. there was like Devonte Jones was started on this team. Like he plays on this team. Yeah, really. And Aaron Henry was on this team. He came off the bench. There was three American players, which is funny. Aaron two Henry. Of them, yeah, it? two of them are Michigan guys, Michigan State too. And then Tremont Waters actually remember him. He yeah. used to play for the Celtics. Yep. Went to LSU. Yep. He was also on this team too. So. Damn, that's like a men in the G mm-hmm. League. Isn't the G League night team just the young guys? No, it's uh just the that's all the only team that the young guys do go to. Gotcha. But it's still got like John Jenkins. I don't know if you remember him. He used to play in the league. He's like a played for the Grizzlies. I think he played for the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, he's on this team. There's a couple other older dudes that are on it. Gotcha. Like Jarrett Jack was on the team last oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember so, that. But yeah, it's this is like a legit professional game. Like this is better than a college basketball game as far as like competition. Yeah, wise. that's so dope. And like I said, Scoot was incredible. It's just Victor is just mm-hmm. a whole different person. And they play again tomorrow night. Recording this Wednesday, by the way. They play again Thursday. Um, I don't know what time, but it'll be on TV. So mm-hmm. rematch, I guess. We'll yeah, see. We'll see how sure. it goes down. But yeah, seven for eleven from three from Victor is just like it's dude insane. is seven three pushing. I mean. The picture of him next to Zach Eady, yeah, that's the dude. one where he yeah, he's clearly 7'5". Yeah. Like, he's just not 7'3". No, definitely not. not. And uh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, he's the next Danny Green, too. Do you see that stat? Uh-uh. It was, uh, there's only been one game, because he had seven threes made in five blocks last night in that game. There's only been one player to ever have a game like that in NBA history, which obviously this wasn't in an NBA it's game. It's Danny Green. It's Danny Green had seven threes in five blocks. And I like there was a tweet that said, "He's the next Danny Green." <laughs> if okay. he can be the next Danny Green, that's three-time champion. Like, so let's say you were told that stat. Who would you guess had done it? I've got a guess in my head. Ever? Yeah. Like Kevin Durant. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking like Chris Stops. Oh yeah, Chris Stops is definitely yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. yeah. Even like it, Dirk. Like maybe Embiid. Dirk got a five. Yeah, Embiid too. That's another one. 
That's a seven threes and five blocks is not. That's still. a like crazy step. That but doesn't Danny surprise Green? me that, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like what like, was it all on fast break chase, chase down like, blocks? How like, was he getting his block? <laughs> literally. All right, let's talk about football though. Should we um, do the NFL picks first? Yeah, do you want to do the Thrive first or the or the weekly picks first? Or I was thinking we do we want to do Thrive MVP race and oh, okay, end with yeah. our picks. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. So let's talk about the Thrive competition we did last week. If you did not watch it, quick. Pause this video. Go watch that. Leave it a like. You could even just say like, wow, great work, guys. You know, yeah. some sort of positive yeah. comment. Something supportive or negative. Yeah, true. That also works, too. Anything. We're, we're, we don't care. We're used to it at this point. <laughs> we were actually talking about that the other day. Our negative comments, I feel like, have like gone down a lot from yeah. what they used oh, to. Oh, yeah. On TikTok, obviously. But we have like people in the comments who are like calling them out now yeah, that exactly. aren't us. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're stupid exactly. or whatever. Like, blah, blah, blah. Shout out you guys. Yeah, shout out y'all. Um, But anyways, so let's go over this. If you did not know, we each had 10 picks of all these player props. And there's a point value for each one. So we got to, you know, mm-hmm. talk about which ones. I'll just go through them all if they hit or not. First one I took was Her- Justin Herbert under 275 and a half passing yards. Did not hit. L of a pick. He had what, like 380 or something? Something crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how number, many. 340 or something. Next one, just Jonathan Taylor over 92 and a half rushing yards. You took that over. Did not hit, unfortunately. Was, was no good. We both took C.D. Lamb, 60 and a half receiving yards. That was money, 100 points in the bank for each of us. Josh Allen, two and a half passing touchdowns. You took it, did not hit, unfortunately. Only ended with one, actually. He didn't even, uh, I think he had two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I, say, I think he ran two in, yeah. Um, and you did talk about that on the mm-hmm. podcast, too. Matt Ryan, 0.5 interceptions. We took the under. That did not hit. Absolutely L of a pick for us to go against Matt Ryan. He had a fumble, too. Like, Wait, C.D. Lamb didn't hit his yards, did he? He had 90. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. He did. But yeah, uh, Matt Ryan threw an interception, obviously. Uh, Nick Chubb, 0.5 rushing touchdowns. I took the over on that. It smashed Nick Chubb. Easy touchdown. Kyle Pitts. 0.5 reception touchdown. You took the over. I took the under. Sorry, Kyle Pitts. Couldn't get it done. He's terrible. <laughs> He's actually terrible. There was well, no way he, I was making on back-to-back weeks of of a touchdown from Kyle I can't, Pitts. I can't even blame Kyle Pitts. He gets targeted four times a game. It's ridiculous. I know. Next, uh, Jalen Hurts, 302.5 total yards. I took the over. You took the under. This means you got it, right? The O means it hit. Okay, that's what I that's what I thought. So yes, he was under 302 yes. and a half total yards, so you got the 95 points there. I went for the big dog play, 105 points, didn't get it. The Saquon. Big dog play. <laughs> what are you trying to say about me? I'm a little dog. <laughs> <laughs> More points play, I guess. Um Saquon, 101.5 total yards. You took the over. Easily smashed. Dude hit ran for like 160 rushing yards or yeah, something. He's just ridiculous this yeah, year. I should have took that. That was just a bad idea. Deontay Johnson, 62 and a half passing or receiving yards. You took the over. Did not hit. Uh Kenny Pickett came in the game, so you could expect that yeah. to happen. And when you just throw kidding. three picks, yeah. it really doesn't help hey, your no receivers. Though. Yeah, but definitely, I mean, his name rang true. The defense picked it. <laughs> Kenny Pickett. <laughs> a whole, I hope would, he can pick it. Why would you draft that guy? <laughs> his name is Pickett. And it's like, can he pick it almost? Oh, dude, yeah, it is. Yeah, they can. 
three times even. <laughs> Next, DJ Moore, five and a half receptions. I took the over. Smashed. I knew it was time for DJ Moore to have a big game, and it, it Baker's paid off. still trash. Yeah, Baker's still trash, 100%. And McCaffrey had a good game, yeah, he too. Yeah, he actually got lost. targeted in this yeah, game. Exactly. I think he had like nine receptions. He did, yeah, and I took his over on yards on FanDuel, too. Smashed. <laughs> um, <laughs> next, Aaron Jones, um, 120 rushing yards. You took the under, and that smash or not 120, that's the 120 points. 47 and a half rushing yards. You took the under, but it smashed. It hit the over by big time. He yeah. ended with like 120. Yeah, I, I was looking at the 120 points for the under. Oh, gotcha. Um, I took Devontae Adams under 88 and a half receiving yards. L, he did get over 88 and a half. Um, Juju for me, 42 and a half reception, or receiving yards. Took the under. Juju decided to get more than that. Do you know how many he ended with? 43? 46. Oh, that's <laughs> Just sucks. so tight. That's tough. Um, Tom Brady, 22 and a half completions. You took the over. That absolutely smashed. We just looked at it. He hit 39 completions in that game. <laughs> he went off yeah. in that game. Went nuts. Really should have thought about that high-scoring offense going against. Probably going to be passing a lot. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette had like three rushes in the game. So, <laughs> Speaking of Leonard Fournette, the last one was one and a half total touchdowns. I went for the big balls play. Over. He did get one, but it wasn't enough, so that did not hit. So, total points, if you were counting them up in your head, I don't even think I named all the points for each one. Easton wins. He had 525 points out of a maximum of 1,120 uh, which isn't the greatest. Pretty terrible. Mine isn't either. I had 495 points out of 1060 possible. So we would not have won the $25,000 jackpot. I don't even think we would have been like the top half. No. I feel like. But I you know who could win it? Anybody you. listening. You could win it. Anybody listening. Use our promo code. Yeah. T-M-P-O. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we could not win it. Don't take our advice, not gambling advice. Yeah. Is that pretty much it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, get- well, we might do this again next week. We'll see. But if not, you can do it always. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Let's talk about we want to do the MVP race now. Yeah. All right. Week four NFL MVP race um, through four weeks, obviously. This is tough because obviously it's early in the season. It, a lot of things, you know, some of these guys that are here might not be here four weeks down the line. Um, and this isn't like at least how I did it. I didn't do it with like how I'm predicting who's going to be the MVP. Mm -hmm. I'm saying through four games. Who is the MVP? This is the MVP of these four games. Catastrophic. Something happens and the season ends today. Mm -hmm. This is who's winning the MVP. Exactly. hundred percent. So did you have anybody that just missed the list or anything? No. I had one guy that just missed the list. Patrick Mahomes just missed out on the list. Interesting. He ain't ain't on there. So, all right, go ahead, number five. My number five is Justin Herbert. He leads the league in passing yards, nine touchdowns, two picks. Just really good stats. Uh, I definitely don't think like he's in the race, but we had to do a top five, mm-hmm. and I think he's the first guy out for me. Uh, Justin Herbert, that was a dog. He, I didn't realize how well he's been throwing the ball this year. With Austin Eckler shit in the bed, he is really getting those passing yards up. Yeah. Uh, no Keenan Allen so far. Exactly. So he, he's really been balling. Yeah, Justin Herbert is also my number five. Like you said, he leads the league in passing yards, which I wasn't really even quite aware of. Me either. Um, the Chargers, especially with all the injuries they have on both sides of the ball, especially defensive side, but even offensively, they're all a Pro Bowl center. Corey Lindsley has been out. Rashawn Slater is now out. So 
with through all the injuries, this team is still even Justin they, Herbert with an injury. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's had an injury hurt. too. Exactly. So what are the Chargers two and two? Yeah, they're yeah. two and two, which is nothing to be mad about with the situation that they're in right now with the great division they're in. Great start for Herbert. He's number five. Yeah, it just really sucks because the Chargers. Uh, this seems to happen a lot where they're just hurt. They're just injured yeah, and can't exactly. get over the hump. Which sucks because this team is, you know, this, so this might be the best roster in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my number four, this is where I have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, this is a lot of the eye test for me. He is incredible. When you watch him, it's like, yeah, he's the only reason these Kansas City Chiefs can win ever. He is just so unreal. He makes plays that you've never seen before. Some of his passes that he's completed already oh, yeah. this year are just ridiculous. Last week, he started running at the line, just flipped it over the linebacker or whoever was out there. He is just ridiculous. He's definitely the most valuable player to his team right now. But, like, MVP-wise, he just doesn't have the numbers to really get it. And Mahomes is off my list, but, like, he will be in the top five at the end of the year, 100%. I just knocked him off here because there is this guy at number four deserves it over him. By the way, 11 TDs, that's first in the NFL, tied for first. Tied for first. With Lamar. And with one other guy who I have here at number four. Number four is Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions. Listen. Respect. Listen. I know. Oh, you see all that stuff in the back. He's just a Lions fan. Oh. Jared Goff is third in the NFL in passing yards. He is tied for first in passing touchdowns, like you said, with Lamar and Patrick Mahomes. Thrown three interceptions. It's unfortunate that two of those three interceptions have come on pick sixes. Um... But you look at what Jared Goff did. This past Sunday is really what set it in stone for me. Um, the fact that no Amon Ross St. Brown, no DeAndre Swift, no DJ Chark. Like you say he could be carried by all these weapons. This was a prove-it game for Jared Goff. What did he do? Delivered. The defense sucks. Can't Terrible. Get a, can't even force one punt in the whole game. We're worst gonna, defense in the we'll league. We'll talk about the Lions. Yeah, they are worst defense in the league. We'll get there. I got my Lions rant coming. Jared Goff, what does he do? Continues to fight and bring this team back into the game. Even after he throws the pick six, he comes down, leads a scoring touchdown drive. Goff has been everything more than what I expected coming into this year. And I was high on Goff coming into this year. I hope he can keep it, keep this up. And I, I get it. Like it probably is biased that he's on this list, but I don't think it's ridiculous that he's on this list. I mean, he has been that good so far. And I love it. I love to see Goff dominating. Yeah, and with the criteria, it's just pretty wild to say he's over Justin Herbert is the craziest part. Uh-huh. But Jared Goff's been balling, whether you like it or not. He looks incredibly valuable. So the MVP race makes sense. But it, definitely some Lions bias. Oh, yeah. There definitely is. Yeah. But like, I don't think it's ridiculous. No, I don't think it's like stupid Lions yeah. bias. Mm-hmm. You're not saying DeAndre Swift's the best running back in the league. Exactly. Which, I'm not. Eh. That might be he true. Might, he might be, yeah. And like Amon Ra might be the best wide receiver in the exactly. world. I mean, exactly. Like, and both of those guys being out, you know, you'd expect the quarterback who's mid yeah. to, uh, you know, have a shitty game. Nope. Let's put up forty-five and, and and try to claw back when we should have been we should have been blown out. Yeah, with the, and way the, the sixth highest scoring game ever. Exactly. Like we, we should. This game should have been a blowout. The, with the way our defense was playing, no. Jared Goff continued to bring this team back and back and back like i would love to see what the seattle seahawks uh film room looked like for the defense today because they had to just be feel embarrassed you know who probably felt more embarrassed who the lions defense but like at <laughs> least dk and lockett were playing yeah you're right like 
the Lions just had Jared Goff and TJ Hawkinson, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you couldn't stop shit. No, like, not at all. You couldn't stop Tom Kennedy. Yeah, like we Josh were balls. I told you Tom Kennedy would be good. Exactly. I said they that. signed him to the active roster today too. That's awesome. Yeah, it, isn't it looking? Which means Amon Ross St. Brown will be out again, but it kind of makes sense because we have the bye after this week. Swift probably won't play either. Which sucks. I have Swift and Taylor in Dynasty, and they're both not going to play this week. It's tough. All right, number tough. number three. This is where I have Lamar Jackson. He had just a bad last week. It wasn't great, uh, and especially with the pick at the end of the game, right. really doesn't look good. But it wasn't necessarily his fault. Uh, kind of had to throw it up. Yeah, eight hundred ninety three passing yards, eleven touchdowns, four picks, three hundred sixteen rushing yards. Uh, four picks is the most out of anybody on this list. Uh, but he, Lamar's great. He's It's a contract year. He's not doing the contract bullshit during the season, so he's just going to dominate and force them to pay him exactly. after the season or let him walk. And if not, Lions will get him. But he, we have a guy that's better already anyways. And so. he's not playing under no franchise tag. Nope, no, he's not. Yeah, number three is Lamar Jackson for me too. The fact that he's top 10 in the league in rushing is just pretty insane. Um, and like you said, he has 11 touchdowns uh, tied for most 11 passing touchdowns. Also has two rushing touchdowns. I think that's most in the league, like total touchdowns. I'm pretty I imagine. sure. Um, some, yeah, Josh Allen has one fewer than that. So, yep. yeah, Lamar Jackson has been great so far this year. Baltimore at 2-2, two and two, they got to be the best 2-2 two and two team in the league. Like, they really have – They've both of their losses have come against elite teams that were tight, close losses. I mean, that Baltimore – or that Miami game – obviously was like the craziest game ever and that buffalo game was a it came down to the wire you know some maybe some bad coaching decisions at the end lost that game for the ravens but lamar number three don't expect him to move out of this top five either like i could be the mvp uh my number two and i'm still sitting here and i'm kind of thinking about it i'm gonna go with what i originally wrote down even though i originally wrote it down and then switched the arrows i wrote arrows to it i'm gonna go number two josh allen uh Second highest passing yards in the league, 10 touchdowns, three picks, 183 rushing yards. We got to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. And two rushing touchdowns. He really is just a monster. This team is so good. They, if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's a letdown of a season. That's how good Maybe they are. make the Super Bowl. Yeah. Nope. I mean, you're right. Yeah, they have they have they they have Josh Allen. Yeah. It's it's their expectations. I think. Yeah, I think, you're right. I think no matter like, I, and maybe to me, maybe it's not a letdown because I've never watched yeah. my team in the Super Bowl. But to Bills fans, it's a lot down if you don't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think you're right. I agree. Um, I'm happy you made that decision so we could have things a little bit different here. Uh, my number two is Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. Only 4-0 team in the NFL. Um, Jalen Hurts has been nothing but phenomenal so far this year. Fifth in the league in passing yards. Only four passing touchdowns, but he backs that up with four rushing touchdowns. Um, only thrown two picks as well. He's just been like all around really good like the mm-hmm. offense is just looks really the entire eagles offense looks really good aj brown is looking better than he ever has miles sanders is now looking really well i'm not saying that's thanks to hurts but just i think hurts being this good is making the entire offense flourish um and like you like i said eagles 4-0 best team in the nfl that sounds like a top two guy in mvp for me and he's proven all the haters wrong you know everyone was saying that Maybe if Hurt, like, there was a lot of just, like, this is make or break year for Jalen Hurts, which is just, like, he was good last year. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get why it's make or break for him. Um, and he's definitely proven that narrative wrong because he's been elite so far. Yeah, my number one is Jalen Hurts. And he has been so impressive this year. And one of the reasons is the lack of expectations I had for the Eagles. For them to be 4-0 and look so dominant 
And now moving forward, they have such an easy schedule, easiest schedule in the NFL, uh, playing the NFC North all year. This team could win 13, 14 games this year. They are so good. And Jalen Hurts is the leader in that. You say, you know, only eight touchdowns. They are the best rushing offense, it looks like, in football, other than maybe the Browns, mm-hmm. who can only rush the football. They were actually the best rushing team in the league last year, too, which is kind of wild. Yeah, they were. And Jalen Hurts is a humongous part of that. And he threw for 305 passing yards two games ago. Yeah. He is an absolute monster. He's been balling this year. They're 4-0, and and that's where I gave him the edge over Josh Allen. Yeah. My number one is Josh Allen, the MVP of the league right now. Um, you've already named off all of his stats. I think Buffalo being 3-1, and one, their schedule has been tough so mm-hmm. far to start this year. The Super Bowl champions week one dominated them. Um, they played Baltimore this past week. Tough game. They grinded out, get the dub. Lost a tough one to Miami the week before. What was their other game? I think it was a blowout against somebody. Like it wasn't, I don't think. Was it we, the Jets? I think it was the Jets, yeah. it was. I think it was an in-division opponent, yeah. So three out of their four games have been against really tough teams so far this year. And Josh Allen has been great in all of them. Um, and I, I, I gave Josh Allen the edge strictly because I think that the Bills, I don't know, I think the Bills are still better than the Eagles. Obviously, record is a little bit different. But if I had to take a quarterback right now through these first four games to go win me a game, I am going to take Josh Allen over Jalen Hurts. So I guess that's why I gave him the edge. Maybe that's not a good way of looking at it, but. He's my number one. I have not stopped yawning in like 20 minutes. What time is it? Not late. It's eight. (laughs) Like it's not past my bedtime. None of that. Uh, And I totally get that. And that's so right. If if I'm picking a QB, it's it's still Josh Allen, no matter who is number one in the MVP race. Yeah, exactly. Lamar even takes over. It's still Josh Allen. He just does everything so well. And he's just such a freak of nature. Yeah. All right. Let's get into weekly picks. We can talk about the Lions like when we get to their game. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a good... Uh, strategy here but yeah let's get into weekly picks high tempo weekly picks high tempo weekly picks all nfl games of the week what teams are gonna cover the spread season three jared yes tom kennedy high tempo weekly picks that was the weekly picks jingle. I just realized we didn't even go over the results of last week. Um, so we'll do that really fastly. Um, week four results. We were You were up two to one coming into this week. We, we had a bad week last week. We stepped up our game this week. I got 13 out of Holy 19. Shoot. Getting two out of the three spread picks, bringing my total up to five for the year. You had a good week, but it wasn't enough. 10 out of 19 mm. for you. Um, you also got two out of three of your spread picks, so you have seven total correct uh, picks for the year. Dominate so we're now tied spread. two to two, mm-hmm. heading into week five. It's been a good, good close matchup so far. Yeah, no blowouts. You know that's that's a bad thing. If one of us gets out to a ten zero lead, yeah, this becomes really uninteresting yeah. mm, every this week. This is so fun, yeah. <laughs> but we keep it interesting every week. All right, Thursday night football. Let's start it off. The one two and one Indianapolis Colts taking on the two and two Denver Broncos. I'm hopping on the train with you. The Colts suck. They are terrible. And Denver has not looked much no. better. Uh, but I'm sticking to to my guns here. I hate the Colts now. They suck. Bad coaching. 
a whole lot of things are wrong. Matt Ryan is the worst QB I've seen in a long time. Um, in a long time. I'm taking Denver. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Denver here as well. Like you said, both of these teams, they suck. And it's not just like like literally they're the worst teams in the league, but like for what they have, mm-hmm. what's going on, expectations they suck. Like yeah. they like Denver two and two is the most fraud two and two ever. The Colts should be zero and four. Um, it's just it's ridiculous. These teams suck. Thursday night football. I'm not excited to watch. No Jonathan Taylor. No Javante Williams. Two of the only players I even want to watch in this game. Um, but, yeah, give me the Broncos here, I guess. That game's going to be terrible. At least I can watch Pitt. Like, I don't even want to bet. I've been, like, making a parlay on, like, every primetime game because it's fun. Like, a same-game parlay. I don't even want to with this game. No. Other than Pittman. I probably it, will still, but, like, I don't want to. Yeah, like, bet on Russ throwing a pick. Matt Ryan turnovers. Yeah, Matt Ryan two turnovers, maybe. That's not a bad line. He's going <laughs> to he hit He probably has in every game so far. I would think so. I would, to fumble <laughs> the, the ball. The fumbles are where it's really at. Four yeah. or more times. <laughs> All right, next game. We head back over to London. The Vikings beat the Saints there last week. This week, we have the 3-1 and one New York Giants taking on the 3-1 and one Green Bay Packers. I'm taking the Giants. The spread is set at, like, nine, yeah. I think. How ridiculously disrespectful to the Giants. Yeah. Green Bay is not that good. I mean, they went to OT with the Patriots when the Patriots were 10-point underdogs last yeah, week. Yeah, I, I don't get that spread. Uh, and, like, I, what what do they see in this Green Bay team that's going to stop Saquon Barkley? Uh, I'm get, I'm taking the Giants. Yeah, give me the Giants as well. I thought about taking the Packers and the Giants to cover, but then me I really too. thought about it, and I was like, why would I waste one when... The just, Giants are just going to win. You yeah, know, it's right. in London anyways. Like, you think Aaron Rodgers is allowed in a different country? There's no shot, dude. Yeah, he might no get way. arrested exactly. for Exactly. There's use. no way they let him into another country. Like, for all the stuff he's done and the yeah. way he looks, like, I wouldn't let him in my country. That guy stays away from my my country. <laughs> exactly. Next, we have the 2-2 two and two Seattle Seahawks with maybe sleeper MVP Geno Smith taking on the 1-3 and three New Orleans Saints. I'm going with the Saints here. You know, I got the taste of shit in my mouth after last week. <laughs> going with the Saints. Yeah, I'm picking the Saints as well. Uh, if there's any defense that I think is going to stop Geno Smith, I'll take the Saints in this situation. Um, they played pretty good against Minnesota, mm-hmm. actually, last week with Andy Dalton as a starting QB. Any word on Jameis Winston playing this week or not yet? I don't know, but Andy Dalton's pretty good. Yeah, he played pretty solid. And I have Chris Olave, and Michael Thomas isn't playing again. So, Well, he isn't practicing, so I would assume he's not playing. Yeah, neither is Keenan. Will Keenan I know. play football So who again. do I start, Mike Williams or Chris Olave? Last week I started Olave, and they both had good games. I'd so start Olave. Actually, I have J-Rob in the flex. I'll move J-Rob to the bench. Olave against Seattle? Come on. Yeah, exactly. He, he, Josh Reynolds had a big game. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Alave's going to torch. Next, we we both took the Saints, though, right? Yeah. Next, we have the 1-3 Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the 3-1 and one Buffalo Bills. I'm taking the Bills in this game, uh, but they could be tired. Uh, the spread is set at plus 14 for Pittsburgh. Big, It's the biggest one we've seen all year. I'm, I'm taking that. I, I don't see this being that big of a blowout. Pittsburgh is known to compete. Uh, obviously, a bad loss to the mm-hmm. Jets last week, but they have a good defense. Uh, we have a good offense. Sort of just popped into my head. Uh, but I still take in Buffalo on this game. I'm taking Buffalo here. I originally did take Pittsburgh plus 14, but I saw three other ones that I kind of liked more. Plus, I've picked the Steelers in every game this year. And the way they disappointed last week, losing to the Jets, um, Kenny Pickett, three picks, like you said. I think I'm just going to not. I'm going to go. I'm going to take a week off from involving the Steelers. And with points for me. So yeah. if they beat Buffalo, I'm going to be pretty upset. 
They did beat them last year, week one, and no one expected it, but I'm going to take the Bills. And now that I think about it, will Pittsburgh score? <laughs> and like, maybe a touchdown. We know Buffalo's scoring 30. <laughs> Ugh, maybe that's a bad Well, I don't spread. know. Steelers' defense is pretty solid, but like, but the really that is the solid. Maybe Buffalo's tired. Maybe. Four we'll big go, yeah. yeah, four big games. You've committed at this point. Yep. It just seems like too many points, you know? Yeah. It's a, that's a lot of points. Such a big spread. All right, next, we have the 2-2 two and two Chicago Bears taking on the 3-1 and one Minnesota Vikings. Give me the Vikings. Don't want to watch this game. Not a lot to say about this game. Vikings are going to win. The Bears suck. Next, we have the 0-3-1 Houston Texans taking on the 2-2 two and two Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, give me Jacksonville and give me the spread at negative 7. I find it very odd that it's only set at negative 7. The Jags are good. Give it. Give it to me. I am taking the Jags here as well. However, I'm going the opposite route of you. I'm taking the Houston Texans plus seven here. Um, the only reason why I'm doing this, Houston like Loki kind of played it tight against uh, the Chargers last week, and I just feel like this is an in division game. It's going to be close. Jacksonville they they played good against Philadelphia last week. It wasn't enough, but I just think this is going to be a tight game with the in division battle. Uh, these two teams have been two teams that have sucked in this division for a while, so they have some sort of a rivalry there. I think Houston can cover at plus seven. I just really believe that Jacksonville is a lot better than like oh, even I like the too. Chargers right now. So like that's really? where I'm getting that from. I mean, they they killed they, them. I know they did, but like the issue is the injuries. Obviously, yeah. like that you, we say that, but if LA Chargers were completely healthy, it's a to- totally yeah, different story. One hundred percent. Um, next, we have the three and one Miami Dolphins taking on the two and two New York Jets. The line is at like three points either way. That's the spread. I think that's crazy. Still, I think Miami's still a good football team with or without Tua. Uh, so I'm giving give me Miami. Not taking them to cover though. No, no. I, I thought the spread was a little disrespectful. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I see that. Um, I'm taking the Jets in this game. I think that <laughs> <laughs> I think this is got this game's got upset written all over it. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, he played decent when he came in, but like, how much better are the the Bengals than the Jets? The Jets, low key, are like kind of sneaky decent. I think Zach Wilson, Philly special, hitting them with the gritty. I think that's gonna juice them in this game. Another in division battle, Jets upset. Yeah, I don't know whose gritty was worse, Gasecki's or Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson's was kind of solid, honestly. I thought like was, I thought he was pretty. I mean, it's better. It's than better what than I Mac do. Jones. Oh yeah, Mac Jones had like that. You know, he had that. He had a little bit extra. Exactly. There was, like, there was he, a there lot. There was a little like, on. all right, Mac Jones. Whoa, dude. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. There was a lot going We're on. We're making the gritty him. look weird. <laughs> All right, next we have the 2-2 two and two Atlanta Falcons taking on the 2-2 two and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa's, I think they're better than their record, uh, even with like a slow start. Uh, give me them against the Falcons. Um, yeah, I'm taking Tampa Bay as well. However, However. the Atlanta Falcons are the only team this season that is and 4-0 against the spread at a plus 9. Uh, give me the Atlanta Falcons to cover in this game. You think that this is going to be the week they lose against the spread? No. Uh, Vegas under eight in the Falcons. Give me them plus nine, but the Bucks will win. Uh, Pitt's fantasy points this week. Over, under nine and a half. Under. Taking the over. That's good. All I right. like that. So another, that'll be our tiebreaker for the week. Oh, I like that. I like that. Let's <laughs> Somebody it. write it down. You. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> yeah, I could just do You're it. You're clearly the guy who's going <laughs> to write it down. All right. Uh, what did we say? Pitt's. Nine and a half. Nine and a half fantasy points? Yeah. You took the over? Yep. I took the under. I feel like at some point he's got to be good. 
Now, what happens when he gets nine and a half? What's the second tiebreaker? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. That's not going to happen. That's not no. going to happen. Because the, the, we probably won't even have to use this. This is yeah, the yeah, second yeah. tiebreaker anyway. You're right. So. You're right. Hopefully not, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, if that happens, we'll just like It's just like the craziest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, we have your very own one and three Detroit Lions head into New England to take on the one and three New England Patriots before we pick winners for this game. Let's talk about last week. Let's talk about the the horrendous game against the Seattle Seahawks. We can call it horrendous. It's horrendous. Of, I mean, the defense was horrendous. The offense was pretty awesome. Game should never be in that situation, though. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Lions looked really good offensively. Like, amazing. Obviously, the Seattle team sucks. But giving up 48 teams to Geno Smith, 48 points to Geno Smith, hurts really bad. Uh, we're the best offensive team in the league and the worst defensive team in the league. That, just sucks. It just really sucks. Uh, we don't need a QB. Jared Goff is fine. Uh, what's another takeaway from this game? I mean, how this is my takeaway. Aaron Glenn might have to be fired. I mean, like, it's... It I like Aaron Glenn. He's a dope dude. He was good last year. He was getting head coaching offers last year after the season. After coaching a three-win team, being their mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. It's like, this guy clearly is, like, better than the record shows. He's supposed to be our best coordinator. Exactly. And it's just... And, by the way, quickly, our best coordinator, Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator, he will be getting an off in a... Uh, a head coaching job in the near future. Yeah. I mean, he's been ridiculous so far his, this year. His everything is just so Even good. just like the run plays with the design of the offensive line has just been phenomenal. Yeah. There's this, there's a highlight tape of Panay Sewell's highlights, and it's like each offensive lineman, and they just show like the big blocks they have. Them dudes have been crazy. Like Sewell's been nuts. We definitely need – Dan Cantwell just needs to go into this guy's office, take pictures of his whole playbook, and keep it for when this guy leaves. <laughs> yeah, because there's real. no reason we can hang. There's no way we can hang on to this guy for that long. Maybe, hopefully, more than a year. I would love to see it. Let's get. Don't the Steelers haven't had? They had the same OC for a long time. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, yeah. it's somebody probably. Yeah. yeah, one. And I would love to have that. It just, would be nice. That's like the but it's culture. Just when those guys get you know bigger jobs, like you can't you can't nag them for yeah. taking them. You like know? just don't leave and go to like the Jets. Don't do not do that. Stay with a – at least go to a good franchise. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, back to the poor Lions defense. The fact that you are literally like two stops away from being three and one is just it, – it's heartbreaking because mm-hmm. you cannot waste this offense right now. You know, this this is the best Lions offense I've ever seen. Is that weird <laughs> to say? You know, like it, it sounds really weird, but like I, I was there for 20 – 16 2014 lions even 2011 matt stafford 5,000 passing yards year i was there for that that the offense was it's more diverse now it's, mm-hmm. it's just the because we have the run game you know that's what makes this offense so dangerous is we have the run aspect along with the passing and it's just this offense is way too good for us to be one and three right now mm-hmm. it's you are so the the fact that we gave up 48 points to geno smith and rashad penny is just mind-boggling to me. You know, like what is what is Josh Allen going to do to us on Thanksgiving if if changes aren't made, you know? I understand. This defense is banged up. The whole team's banged up. We have a lot of guys injured um that are coming back hopefully soon. So hopefully after the bye, we'll at least have more players ready to go. But it's just the scheme, you know, the the full house blitz on 3rd and 13 
with when they have to run it and Rashad Penny busts out a 28-yard or 30-yard touchdown or whatever. What are we doing? The press man coverage on like second and or like third and 15 when DK Metcalf had his big 50-yard pass completion. What are we doing running one-on-one press man in that situation? You know, like it's I don't understand. Our players are not playing that well. So mm-hmm. obviously that is a, you know, big thing involved. I appreciate the aggressiveness of trying to blitz because we've had Lions teams in the past that just never did. Um, but the the scheme, the defensive scheme and the play calling is just really where I'm I'm confused in this moment. There were multiple times during that game where me and you were sitting there and going, what the hell are we doing? It's third and three, and we're sitting 10 yards off DK Metcalf. Yeah, exactly. It's the easiest And then on third and long, line. we're up on him. Like, like, it's just... What are what? you doing? Yeah, exactly. you got to stop them from getting the first down, dude. Quit doing this. Uh, the blitzes were terrible. Yeah. They were the worst time to blitzes. They're right up the middle. The one was probably, it felt like it was going to be a middle run and they busted it outside. But those like house blitz on a third and 13. When they have to the run middle, it too, it's just like, you know, they're running the ball to two clock. Yes. And why? They're, they're going up. They, they are not going to go up the middle on a third and 13. Yeah. So if you blitz the middle, He's just going to have the easiest time busting it outside, mm-hmm. which is exactly what he did. I I can't stand the Seahawks. I, I was so – like, I'm getting frustrated now oh, yeah. Now talking about it. And the uh, fact that they kept coming back into this game, like, getting my hopes back up was just so frustrating. Like, we shout out the offense, obviously. The exactly. And it's just like – this has to stop. This is this is same old Lions. It's it, this has to stop. It, it's bad coaching decisions that are losing us these games. That is why the Lions have lost in the past for mm-hmm. so long. Why we blow leads. Why we come back but then can't fully complete the comeback. It is poor coaching, and this is exactly what is happening so far this year. Um, so I think Dan Campbell has has this week. You know, we we we're going into the bye after this game against New England. We need to see something different from this defensive side of the football. If nothing is different, you have to make an immediate change. Mm-hmm. You know, you need, you really do. I love Aaron Glenn. Like, he's a great guy. He's been nothing but fun for this team, especially Hard Knocks. He was awesome. But something's got to happen. I mean, it's just, like, it, it's ridiculous. It's funny that Hard Knocks didn't mention Ben Johnson once. I know. Like, they, they talked, like, they showed him, but, like, never, like, spoke about him. We have the number one offense in the league. <laughs> And the worst defense in football. And Aaron Glenn was like the star. Yeah, him and Deuce Staley. Yeah, and it just oh, really yeah. sucks. But if something doesn't change here, especially against Bailey Zappi. <laughs> yeah, like, literally. It, I will hey, be all-time so leader in college football passing Except, yards, though. What? Yeah. In the history of college football? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did he play six years? Yeah, well, COVID year and everything. Oh, yeah, that's bullshit. Still though, I, we you know what's funny? We watched him play last year at MSU. Me and Barry Hill. The game we went to was against Western, Western Kentucky. Kentucky. Interesting. And he had a great game. They put up like thirty five points on us. But he we probably we never like had 50. a bad game. <laughs> that's, like that's true. Yeah. You start leading leading college football in passing <laughs> yards. How many bad games can you have? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but ser- but this is a run heavy team, which mm-hmm. is nerve wracking. We give up a shit ton of points to running backs. We give backs. a shit ton of points to everybody, dude. Like it's, <laughs> it's not like there's one thing we suck at. It's like everything. Oprah Winfrey. The one bright spot, Malcolm Rodriguez has been very good. Yeah, I think yeah, he fun. has proven that he needs to be that starting middle linebacker, especially because Alex Anzalone sucks. He has been terrible so far this year. Um, so you need to find another guy that can can play linebacker. You, you can go sign somebody. Mm-hmm. Like this team, we need to try to compete. Like. That's the part that I, last year it was like, okay, we suck. That's fine. We could use a top pick. 
Right now, the whole, we need to tank for a QB, F that. Jared Goff is here to stay at the moment. We need to draft every single player in the draft needs to be on the defensive side of the football. We should have seven new defensive players. There is not a single offensive need that we need. Maybe you draft a lineman for like, depth. Like a center. Exactly. For Frank Just Ragnar. for depth. But we have Evan Brown. Like, he's a great yeah, backup. Yeah, good point. Just draft a guard or a tackle. that got Dan Skipper. Eventually come, you know, like... I don't know, but we need like Aiden Hutchinson. I think has been doing better than most Lions fans, including me. At that right after the game yesterday, was like, man, where's Hutch at? He still is actually leading all rookies in pressures. And I saw a stat that was comparing his pressures to um, like all other like elite defensive ends in their first year. Yep. He's right in that mix with those guys. Okay, and I, you know, he's an edge rusher. No, yep. not many edge rushers come in and they're just dominant right away. Um, yeah, but and he's sure. banged up too. Like I'm definitely Hutch is getting a little more shit than he needs to. But everybody else, what are we doing? Yeah, it and Jeff Okuda. Yeah, and Hutch's expectations are just so high with him being a Michigan man. Yeah. Obviously, uh, so it kind of sucks. But we, we, yeah, you're right. We got to lay off Hutch, and I'm guilty of it too. Uh, yeah, my I, expectations I too, yeah. might be the highest. Mm-hmm. Of you know, I, I've seen him dominate, and I expect that. But you're right. As you're playing grown men now that aren't even close to your age, exactly. Yeah, so it's a whole different, whole different world. But yes, I am picking the Lions to win this game. Obviously, must win game. This is an ab. This is the biggest game of the year up to this yep. point. You have to win. You can't go down one and four because then, because then that's when you really take a look in the mirror and you're like, all right, what is this season now? What do we yep. do with the rest of this season? So yep. give me Detroit. This give me game. Detroit. Next, we have the two and two Tennessee Titans taking on the one and three Washington Commanders. I'm taking the Titans and I'm taking their spread at negative two and a half. I just think they could blow out these Commanders. I definitely thought about doing that one because I I originally had three like plus odds, um, so I wanted to take some teams to cover that are winning, but I didn't. But I do like that pick a lot. Yeah, I thought about that one. I also have I am taking the defense Titans. In oh, fantasy, really? So <laughs> that's a good pick for for this week for sure. Yeah, Tennessee, they're gonna win this game. I picked them. Next, we have the two and two L.A. Chargers. Almost said L.A. Clippers taking on the two and two Cleveland Browns. I don't know how many teams I've rooted for harder than the Chargers. Like that isn't the Detroit Lions. I just want them to be healthy. I want them to play well. I want Keenan Allen to be on the field. Like it, it really sucks because like over the past two seasons, like last year I had Keenan Allen in fantasy, uh, and I just love him. He's just awesome. Yeah. His beard is awesome. <laughs> uh, and I just want to see him play football again. And I'm going with Chargers. Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers here too. Uh, the Browns lost a tough game to the Falcons last week. I don't think it's going to be boding over well. Hey, we got to remember, Deshaun Watson comes back in like four weeks mm-hmm. though. That's kind of crazy, yes, he honestly. Does. Um, but yeah, give me the Chargers. Yeah, here. but screw Deshaun Watson. Yeah, obviously. Um, next, we have the two and two San Francisco 49ers taking on the one and three Carolina Panthers. I wonder if I picked the 49ers against the Rams. I have a feeling I we did. both picked the Rams. See, and what the hell am I doing? <laughs> what is it? Seven straight regular season appearances. The 49ers have won all of them. I thought I knew that, but I just thought the last one was going to be like they're breaking it. Yeah, yeah. Time, that's know? what it feels yeah. like. Kyle Shanahan is nine and three against the Rams all time. He owns Sean McVay unless it's playoffs. Which is the most important time? Yeah. So, so Sean McVay so owns does him. Does he really own him? <laughs> when it's important, but when it's not important, it's Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, exactly. Week uh, four. I still. I still got the 49ers. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, but low key the Rams suck. Yeah, low key. <laughs> I feel like we do got to talk about that game. Uh, they they didn't look good. No, uh, they Stafford really looks bad. actually really bad. All of a sudden, he is Goff is better is better than Stafford right now. Easily. Uh, Matt Stafford is just a little too locked in on Cooper Cup. And maybe it's just that Allen Robinson isn't good at football. Yeah, I don't really know. Like honestly. that very well. Maybe Matt Stafford was in preseason going, 
this is an OBJ. Like, I really don't need to give this guy a look. Yeah. He's not and that OBJ great. OBJ met with the Giants last week, so That'd like be hype. that would be crazy if he went back. Yeah, I don't know. Stafford is like the whole like trading Robert Woods for a sixth round pick and then signing a Rob is really looking like a bad move right mm-hmm. now because A-Rob is much more expensive than Robert Woods would have been. So, yeah, it's it's Rams, they got to step their game up. But let's talk about yeah. this game, though, for now. I'm going with the 49ers. They're still my Super Bowl pick. So I'm going them. with the 49ers. And also, if you did not know, the Carolina Panthers are pretty bad. Uh, so I'm going to take the 49ers to cover here on the road cover at minus 6.5. Think they can win by a touchdown? Pretty sure they played. They won by over a touchdown against the Rams. So, give me the 49ers to cover. Road dogs. Road covers. Next, we have the four and zero Philadelphia Eagles taking on the two and two Arizona Cardinals. Is the card are the Cardinals actually the worst team in football? I don't know. They could be. They won last week. Don't give a shit. <laughs> Going with Philly. I think it's about time the Philadelphia Eagles get that first loss. 5-0 and just seems like it's a little too elite status, you know? I don't think so. On the road, heading to the desert in Arizona, give me the Cardinals to win. I don't like picking the Cardinals. I've picked them a good amount so far this year. Um, Didn't the shitty Cardinals start off 8-0 a couple years ago? Last year, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Philly is way better than that football team. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They definitely are. But I'm taking the Cardinals here. Upset. Next, we have the three and one Dallas Cowboys taking on the two and two Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the LA Rams are such a one-dimensional offense, and they suck. Their line is terrible. Matt Stafford yeah, their is line's been bad. getting pressured like crazy. You have Micah Parsons, one of the best edge rushers in the NFL, and Trayvon Dick, Trayvon <laughs> Trayvon Diggs, uh, one of the best corners in the league. Playing, you're gonna be matched up on Cooper Cup all game. Really excited to see what happens here. I do have Dallas winning this football game. Um, I don't know if you guys knew. Newsflash. Cooper Rush don't lose. Literally Never. doesn't lose. Um, I assume he's still starting in this game. I know Dak like is going to be coming back pretty soon. But I haven't heard anything, at least up to this point, that Cooper Rush isn't the starter. So Cooper Rush starting this football game. The Dallas Cowboys win. Cowboys, I don't root for them. But like I'm with for Cooper Rush though, like I've low key been rooting for him. Yeah. And I, I hate it because I hate the Cowboys. But like Cooper Rush is like the guy though, so I'm gonna take the Cowboys in this one. I am now of the belief that you do not start Dak until Cooper Rush loses, until he proves he can lose a game. <laughs> start him. Why yeah. he's perfect. Dak lost, and, and the offense looks fine. Yeah, it doesn't it does. look much worse. It doesn't look worse at all. I'm actually gonna say that too. Yeah, I'm gonna say the offense doesn't look worse at all. Cooper Rush seems very comparable mm. to Dak Prescott right yeah. now. I, I I wouldn't say he's better than Dak Prescott. Mm-mm. Not even on that level with Dak. But like you said, it, it nothing has looked like it's a big change. No. It, it, maybe that first week, obviously, it was a little rusty. That game against the Bengals was a little iffy. They still won. But yeah, like last week was like an easy breeze for this team, 100%. He's got a better win percentage than Dak. Exactly. <laughs> and he's 3-0 and this year. Yeah. All right, next, Sunday Night Football. We have the 2-2 two two Cincinnati Bengals taking on the 2-2 two two Baltimore Ravens in in-division battle. This game's going to be a fight. Uh, Ravens are probably pissed off, but they have a shit coach anyway, so as pissed off <laughs> as you want to be as a player, your coach is might not get much better, especially if he's making angry calls. You know, the whole world hates me. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Uh, shout out John Harbaugh, though, but give me Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Baltimore here. This is going to be a really fun game, though, mm-hmm. but... I just think that Baltimore, coming off that tough a loss, they got to win this one. Big game. 
Monday Night Football, we have another in-division battle. We have the 1-3 and three Las Vegas Raiders taking on the 3-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs. This is one where I'm going with Kansas City. Las Vegas just looks bad, but I could very well see them winning this game. I am taking upset alert. Give me the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they got their first dub of the year last year. It's going to continue. This division is too good for a, one team to get out in front of the other one. I think it's mm-hmm. going to stay tight all year. With Las Vegas winning, that would help that narrative. We picked a ton of games, definitely. I know, like this could this could be a blowout week for one of us. Yeah, or a tie, or a tie or it could just be like exactly. six to six, if, and then it comes down to Kyle Pitts. Oh God, <laughs> I don't want to have to rely on him getting over nine fantasy blind and a half fantasy points. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Go check us out everywhere, and goodbye. Peace.